Welcome back to the Lions Live podcast, everyone. Today I am joined by Matt, and this is our second attempt at filming this podcast because Matt didn't press the record button. I didn't press the record button, and I'm incredibly sorry for it. At the same time, we had a good conversation for about 10 minutes uh, on body positivity in men, dad bods, and uh, should personal trainers be in shape? Yes. So a quick <laughs> recap from the previous conversation. <laughs> well, let's just start the conversation again. I don't, I don't know how we opened it up, but I think let's... How did we open it up? We, uh, you asked me, um, what is body positivity? Sorry, what is... Um, oh, body, body dysmorphia. dysmorphia. That's what it is. So let's go there. And I, I said body dysmorphia is when you see something in the mirror that's different to the actual reality of mm. who you are. Mm. So it, it comes down to our perception and we uh, we look at um, ourselves in a certain way and that may or may not reflect what is actually there. And yeah. is body positivity a condition? Again, we're not doctors. We don't know the scientific side of things. We're not psychologists. So we're just talking about opinions. Um, and I, I describe body, 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 body positivity as something that you can kind of dip in and out of. Dysmorphia? Like, yeah. Did I say positivity? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm positive. Um, body dysmorphia is something that you can dip in and out of mm. where you are um, at one point in time feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm really small or I'm really big when in actuality you're the opposite. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if it's actually a diagnosable thing. But yeah. I'm sure it is. So because it was just, we, I think we've just, I think we both agreed on it was a change in perception of how you look based on first of like what you actually are in reality. Yeah. And I think I asked you, does um, low self confidence and and body dysmorphia go hand in hand? I think they go hand in hand. I don't think they're the same thing because mm-hmm. you can have low um, self confidence without having body dysmorphia. But well, you, you shared your experience, so do you want to go over that again? Yeah, my experience with it was like. In in high school, um, I obviously was overweight, mm-hmm. and I like I would be jealous of of the footy guys who were in shape and had abs and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of set the standard for me of what I wanted to kind of look like. Yep. And then training, having been trained for ten years, like I would look at myself in the mirror and I'd be like, "Well, I still don't look like them," but I was getting pretty close. Like mm-hmm. I was starting to look good. And like I would then compare myself to other people in the gym. Like, and my mate who I used to train with, he would be like, "Hey." Um, I'd say, I'm like, oh, that guy's massive. He's he's like, dude, you're literally the same size as him. Like, mm. if you go step on the scale, you're pretty similar. Mm. And I'm like, no, nah, you, you, you're full of shit. Like, I don't look that good. <laughs> and he's like, no, seriously, you do. Mm. And so, like, that is kind of my first um, exposure to uh, body dysmorphia in a sense that, oh, I actually, I actually have this. Mm. And I actually do think I'm smaller than I am. And we play tricks on ourselves. Yeah. So... For me, it was like I spent a long time in the gym. I look pretty good. Like I look better than a quote-unquote average person. Mm. Um, but I never saw that. I never looked at myself and be like, oh, you look actually really mm. good today. Yeah. It was always, you don't, you're not big. You're small. You're small. You're small. You're small. Mm. Um, and there were some times where I was one of the biggest guys in the gym, which... <laughs> It's not hard to do it in any time fitness, <laughs> but here you go. Um, so yeah, like for me, it was it was it was looking at everyone else and thinking they're so much bigger than me. Because mm. I think what we we both agreed that it's, I've just realised this now prior to our previous conversation. We both agreed that social media was one of the biggest causes of it. But just yeah. then, based on your 
thing, your story that it was prior to, it was actually outside of social media that caused it. I think it was. I, and, and looking back, like social media, I think I'd kind of grown through it and, mm. and kind of accepted that I don't care as much as I, I, I once did when mm-hmm. the social media wave was coming through, but you see it now on TikTok everywhere. Yep. Body dysmorphia, body dysmorphia, body dysmorphia. And it's like all of these people who are being exposed to so many more people than they normally would. Because I, I I, said this, you normally, like back before social media, the only people that you would see with like abs or who are jacked it were at your local gym. Mm. Or if you went to another gym and you saw different people, right? That that was the extent of your... Fitness um, people, like fit people. Fit people, yeah. uh, unless you saw them on TV. Now you're exposed to every single fit person in the world. Mm. Like it's literally their jobs to put themselves on social media. Yep. So like the, the range of people that you're exposed to amplifies how many people you can compare yourself to. And I think that body dysmorphia comes from there. Like these, these young say kids, cause they're kids. These kids are working so hard to look like the people that they idolize. Mm. They forget to recognize how far they've come. Yep. And like, that's where the body dysmorphia comes from is like, yeah, I, I, I look small in comparison to Jay Cutler, I don't know, mm. someone. But in reality, they don't look at, oh, they're the biggest guy in the gym. Yeah, yeah. They're not grateful for the work that they've done. They're only thinking about what's over the hill. Mm. How much bigger can I get? And and that's where I think it kind of comes from. But it's, it's unfair to say that's the only issue um, with confidence around training. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the, the be all and end all. Like there are people who are just low confidence and massive at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So like self-confidence and body dysmorphia don't go hand in hand. Like th- there will be people that have both, but I don't, I don't think one necessarily causes the other or one. Yeah. Cause forth, you cause can have low confidence without having body, body dysmorphia. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I, yeah. I used to have, I used to be that like low mm. in high school. I had low confidence and mm-hmm. I didn't know what, how to spell dysmorphia. Probably still don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one. D Y S metamorphosis. I don't know. It's morphin time. Power Rangers. That's it. That's it. So I think the follow on from that was, what are your thoughts on dad bods? <laughs> Cause Vin, have you seen Vin Diesel's? Oh, is that the photo of him on the on the balcony? balcony? Yeah, that's an old photo, <laughs> but yeah. Look, so I I think that dad bods are first and foremost. I don't give a fuck what you do with your body to the point where if you want to look a certain way, mm. look a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. Yeah. More if you want my help, I'll help you. Mm. I don't care. I don't think a dad bod is a good role model mm-hmm. in a physical sense. Yeah. They may be a great mental, emotional um, role model for their kids, mm-hmm. but I do not think it is a physical role model that a child should look up to because I firmly believe that food is there to f- for fuel and for enjoyment mm-hmm. and you should use that fuel to do something constructive with your body because in the later years from like 18 to 30, I've realized that it's really important to do physical exit, like physical activity and use your body. Mm. So food, all of that should go hand in hand. It's one of the things I've learned in life that physical exercise makes you feel better and makes you a better person yep. because you are achieving something based on your own mm-hmm. progression, right? And you're not saying that people need to be like, I'm not dick saying people shredded. need to be dick skin shredded. I'm not saying that you need to be the CrossFit Games specialist. You do not have to be Ronnie Coleman. Mm. I just think you need to be in some kind of physical shape. If that mm. is 
you are a strong man, fantastic. If, if that means you are an Olympic sprinter, fantastic. I think you should just set some kind of role model. And I don't think sinking 10 beers and sitting on the couch is a good role model. Mm. Now, don't come for me. But if you do, <laughs> I'll be right because I'll be sprinting away from you. <laughs> uh, but I think I think the dad bod um, era, I think it kind of came and went. Like there was that time they did do this. Do you reckon? Yeah, I, I don't think it's nearly as popular as it was, um, especially with the rise of, um, of like, your, this is really funny, like your Joe Rogans and mm. stuff like that, where a lot of men and, and women, but if we're talking about dad bods, a lot of men are listening to... Um, your Jocko, David mm. Goggins, um, Rogan, uh, a couple of other guys, mm. and hearing about what is actually potential, like their potential is, and and changing it. Like I'm seeing it a lot more. I don't know if it's just my circle, like mm. that's what they're mm. influenced by. But yep. I think it's it, it did come. There was a really big peak where on on the project they were talking about dad bods. Is the dad bod the new thing? Like, <laughs> It's just what <laughs> the first part of that the project now. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Walid Ali says dad bods are in, <laughs> whilst he's a skinny dude. <laughs> so like, <laughs> what a shit show that is. Oh, it's crap. Yeah. Um, on topic. So like the dad bod, I think it had its peak a couple of years ago where they mm. did like a dad bod calendar, and I was looking at it just being like, what the fuck? Mm. I spent all this time in the gym for nothing. Yeah, but I'm glad I stuck it out because I I firmly believe that um, maintaining that. Yeah. high level of health and, and fitness is important for <coughs> role models. So if I ever end up with a with a, a quote-unquote dad bod where I've got a gut and I've, I've lost um, care for my health... I'll tell I, you. I'll, thank you. <laughs> but I'll be very disappointed in myself. Because yeah. one, if I've got a quote-unquote dad bod, it implies mm. I have a kid. Mm. And I've dropped the ball in, in, in my own standards. But I don't even think it implies that you have a kid. I think it's now just... I term. think it does. Oh, it might, but I think it's just a term for... Like just sloppy rigs. Yeah. Sloppy <laughs> rigs. Yeah. Dad bods. I think that's just the term now, but I don't think it's like the whole acceptance thing. I, I said it before. I don't think like you can accept the way you look and be comfortable with like, be, be happy within yourself, but still trying to want to make progress on that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I feel it still mm. like they're being unhappy with the constant pursuit of a physique. Mm. You will never be a hundred percent happy no. unless your name is Ulysses or Simeon Panda. <laughs> those yeah. guys, those genetic gods, yeah. and they're like fifty and they still look like a mm. fucking poster boy. <laughs> anyway, I I think that's why like bodybuilding and like lifting weights is so appealing to people because mm. you can never win. Yeah, like it's never like you 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 never fully succeed. Mm. There's there's always someone who looks better. You can always look better. Mm. That is why it's so appealing. Mm. And oh, I forgot what you said. Uh, something like accepting yourself, but still oh, to make progress. Yeah, accepting yourself and still making progress. But like, uh, there's always another hill to climb. Mm. But at the same time, the balance is finding out like when to be grateful for the work that you've done. Mm-hmm. So looking at your physique and being like, I'm so much better than I was four years ago. And that's like the kind of, <laughs> that's the kind of time frame you need to look at. Yeah, yeah. Like, Four years ago, I looked significantly worse. Mm-hmm. Like four years ago, I was 40 kilos heavier. Like mm-hmm. I've come such a long way. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I catch myself when I'm comparing myself to, um, who's a, a good example? Oh, the, the um, IFBB just was. The guy who run, won that, Sonny. Mm-hmm. He looked fantastic. Yeah. Like absolutely phenomenal. 
And I'm like, oh, compared to him, I'm I'm a sloppy rig. Mm. But I I forgot for a second that I was 40 kilos heavier. Yeah, like, you're also on two different levels and two different parts. For sure. But yeah. at the same time, you don't think that when you're no. looking at it. You think, oh, he's super shredded. He's He looks healthy. Like he looks all that kind of stuff. But I, I, I'm comparing. Mm. And that's where the comparison is the thief for joy comes in. Because comparison, it's so easy to, for you to forget how much you've already done. And when you forget how much you've already done, all that work is null and void because you yeah. think about what you don't have. Yeah, correct. And for me, like I, I try and practice it a lot is that being grateful for what I've done. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can be grateful for what I've done and still want to look better. Yeah. Because even now, like I want to look better because I just want to be confident. Yeah. Like confidence, unfortunately, confidence scales. Like once you become confident in a certain body, in a certain body, like you're like, oh, but this could be better. Mm. And I think that's okay. So long as you're willing to talk about it and be like self-aware yeah, and be like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm lacking a bit of confidence today. Mm-hmm. I want to look a bit better. And then that adds a bit of fire into your flame and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to commit to dieting for 12 weeks. <laughs> this is ve- this is very reflective of what's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> but um, it's 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 just true. And it's, and it's how, I, I think it's how we get better. Mm. And it's not accepting that you have to be a certain way and also not um, not putting yourself down for wanting to be better. Mm. Do you think ex- accepting that social norm of just being like, well, everyone says it's okay, so I'm just going to accept it and just not change is a sign of weakness? Oh, that's tough. I, I wouldn't say it's a sign of weakness. I just would think it's a sign of not thinking for yourself. Okay. Like if you are willing to let your your mindset be shaped by other people, that's like, you just haven't thought about it enough. Like you just haven't thought about it in a way that what do I really want? Mm. And is that, do I want it bad enough that I'm willing to sacrifice being like everyone else in order to achieve it? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I can hear something. Yeah. I think it's outside the microphones when picked that up though. So that's fine. There's someone on a phone somewhere. Yeah. Someone's chatting about something. Yeah. I I do think like if you're just accepting societal norms, it's like, well, everyone says that I can just be overweight and be all good and it's totally fine. I think that is a sign of weakness. I think the crossover here is, I I think it is a sign of weakness. Like I think it's a sign of weakness in not thinking for yourself. I don't think it's weak being overweight. I don't think it's weak. Like yeah, that that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that there's a crossover here that's really important to dis- 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 distinguish between the mm. two is the movement is driving that you should be able to accept yourself mm-hmm. for who you are. Yep. The crossover is being tying. The crossover is tying that to how you look, mm-hmm. which I think is very dangerous because everyone should accept who they are as a person. Your weight does not make or break who you are as a person. If mm. that was the case, shredded people wouldn't be absolute cunts, <laughs> which they are. And some of the most happy, yeah. jolly people that you've met are yeah. significantly overweight, right? Mm. It's not about that. Mm. Self-acceptance, I believe, is that who you are as a person is acceptable no mm. matter who you are. And who you are is not defined by how you look. Yeah, That's the crossover. Mm-hmm. And I think that that movement took on the body um, po- body positivity and body dysmorphia attributes mm. and made it a part of that movement. Mm. And that's where people started to be like, well, you can't 
can't tell me I'm overweight because that's attacking who I am as a person. No, mm. we're not attacking who you are as a person. You, you're probably lovely and you should accept that and you're a good person. And if you're not, then accept that too. I think it's the, the physical attributes of your flesh vessel, of your meat sack, is different. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I completely agree with that. On that note, a really good conversation is when, I think we were having it yesterday, I was talking to someone about it, is when I first got really lean, mm. wasn't even that lean, but really lean, was as I was about to become a PT. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I had this mantra in my head that I needed to be the absolute exemplary human mm. if I had any right to tell anyone else how to train, diet, and get the physique that they're after. Yeah. At at one on, on one hand, I'm very happy that I did it. On the other, it was incredibly detrimental to my coaching. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was super happy that I had the before and after photo. Mm-hmm. Congrats. I wanted that. At the other time at the second time it created this like warped perception of what it actually took to achieve mm. success. I thought you needed to be 100% balls to the wall, can't miss a meal, can't binge eat, can't do anything. And I carried that as soon as like into my my good life days mm-hmm. where I would say to people, you need to do exactly this, exactly this, or you're going to fail. Yeah. Which I needed to unlearn. Mm-hmm. And the, the PT being out of shape, like there was a couple in my good life, I'm not going to lie, who were overweight. Yeah. They were the busiest in the gym. Mm. Like, think about that for a second. They were the busiest in the gym mm. because they understood issues. Yeah, I think I, that, I complete, that's what I was about to say. I think as long as, like, you're relatable and can understand issues, I don't think it necessarily, in terms of success, matters what you look like. Absolutely. Like, someone could go in, like you said, being super overweight and still be a successful PT. Does that mean, like, but you should, uh, what I won't waver on is that you should practice what you preach. 150%. This PT in particular actually used to compete. Mm. So they've done it. Mm. They've practiced what they preach. But at the same time, if you apply the logic of PT as a coach, the coaches who coach in the NRL, in the AFL, right, aren't usually the most fittest yeah. playing football on the weekend in it's shape true. person. However, they've done it in the past. Yeah. So they know how to do it. They still <clears throat> probably kick the football mm. and their life is football. Mm. But they don't do it all the time, but they've built the respect from years of doing it. Yeah. I, I, I still think that, though, there should be an element of even after your prime, like as NRL coach, I don't think is they're training professional athletes to run up and down a field, kick a ball. <laughs> like they're not teaching people how to Throw lose weight. Yeah, whatever. This is whatever it is. This, it's like yeah. doctors. How many doctors have you gone to that have been overweight? Pretty much every single one of them, except for surgeons. Surgeons yeah. are always seem to be fit as a fiddle. Yeah. And I think it's because of the demands of their job. Mm. They're significant. The high stress, they need to be on top of their shit. Yep. I, I, I agree. I do agree that a PT should be in shape. Mm. I think there's multiple arguments to be made mm. where they should practice what they preach because and I, I know this is the case for a lot of coaches. If your coach is adherent, sticking to the plan and gets their, their daily reps in, doing exactly, it inspires you to do mm-hmm they are doing too. Yep, yep. Like for Reese, for example, when he's on, like he is now, like it, it is increasing my compliance. Yeah. And especially like when I first started with Reese, he was, I don't know, he was just coming out of a dieting phase, but he'd just been like dieting. And I was like, I gotta, gotta do it for me, but I'm also doing it for him. Yeah. It just increases the compliance of the client, mm-hmm. but also it gains respect. Like Mason, for example. Mason is diligent, diligent as hell, mm. never skips a beat. Also, Rick, 
mm-hmm. Rick Boundy. Yeah. Diligent as hell and gets really good results from their clients. Yeah. I have not seen or come across, especially an online coach who is overweight mm. and like not fully booked. So I haven't come across, <laughs> come across an overweight coach mm. who is fully booked and yeah. bursting at the seams, right? It's because like we, we take in information from people. Mm-hmm. We take in information from coaches. We see their daily habits on social media. Yeah. If they don't align with what they're teaching, they're not going to sell a product. No, no, exactly, exactly. You'd just be lying at that point because, yeah, I think, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think people, oh, what's that? It's a scoby. Oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's my kombucha. Oh. I do think, yeah, P- PTs need to be in shape. Um, I think it's not necessarily like comp lean or anything like that, but there needs to be an element of that you actually train. You need to look like you train. Correct. Like 100% you need to look like you train. Like sit, looking at you right now in your T-shirt, I can tell that you train. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I hope, I hope so. Otherwise, people are just going to call me out for it. But no, yeah. like you, you, you're a solid. You have a solid physique that you're building, mm. right? You also need to put on its eyes in order to build muscle, right? Mm. So, like, you go through peaks and troughs, mm. and but unless you're on like all the gear and all the Glen, mm. you're not going to look dick shred, dick, dick skin shredded year round and get bigger. Yeah, you're just and and also unless you're a genetic phenom. There are some that can do it, but. And if you, oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that I'm Give gonna, me that flesh vessel. I don't, I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing, but it just uh, like open the eyes of the consumer. If someone is shredded all year round on it. Oh, that's going, we're going to cut to Matt sucking on the bottle. Um, <laughs> if someone is dick screen shredded all year round on their socials, it's most likely that they got a photographer, took 40 different outfit changes and took their photos for the year in one session. I'm not going to lie and pretend like I'm not covered in kombucha right now, but I agree. <laughs> I think I think perception is everything. Yep. And when it comes to seeing what you see on socials, people do make it out to be that they're... Well, they'll, do, they'll do whatever they can because it ends up making them dollars. And if it makes dollars, it makes sense. If it makes money, it makes sense. Mm. As said by the great 50 cent. <laughs> <laughs> so we get all our life quotes from. That's exactly right. Um, all right. Well, I know this is a bit of a shorter episode, but I think... I think I just ruined it by spilling kombucha, kombucha on myself. Yeah, and the fact that we did 15 minutes before without recording. So, yeah. You know what happened. You know what it means. You know how it makes some <laughs> This know. is going to be a shorter episode. Next week, we will be back with... We'll make sure it's a longer one to make up for it next week. Yeah, sometimes it's not about getting the best session. Mm. Sometimes it's just about showing up, and today yeah. we showed up. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you don't last long anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like it, fuck, fuck you. Fuck off. <laughs> We're not the king of the jungle. He's shit himself. He's going to murder us. 